Thanksgiving is the start of the final stretch run of the NFL season. It's what happens from Thanksgiving on that matters most. Of course, you've got to be in a position to do something. So you, what you've done to this point of the season is very important. But from Thanksgiving on, who plays the best, who's the healthiest, it's what's pivotal. It's been an early start to the weekend as we've got three games and hit three games on Thursday for the breakdowns of the Lions, Packers, Cowboys, Commanders, Seahawks, 49ers. Head on over to LandryFootball.com to get all the latest there. And, of course, hopefully you got our previews of those games over at LandryFootball.com. Now, let's break down the remainder of the games. We've got, um, of course, the Friday game as well. You can get the breakdowns of the Dolphins jet on, uh, Jets on the first Black Friday game uh, in uh, the NFL history uh, as we start a new tradition there. We're going to break down the Sunday and Monday games right here. So uh, make sure that you check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest breakdowns of the games that have taken place. So let's get to it. The games of Sunday and Monday. Let's start with the Patriots and the Giants. Um if the season ended today, the Patriots would have the third pick in the draft. The Giants would have the fifth pick. This will be a battle among quarterback needy teams to get in the top two. Big draft implications based on the result. We don't know who's going to be starting for the Patriots. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Will Greer. The Giants defense had six takeaways last week in their win over Washington. We'll see some of the most conservative football we've seen all year in this game. Both teams will be terrified of making mistakes. The over-under is just 33-and-a-half. When the total is that low, I generally just take the points. Um, Tommy DeVito, Bill Belichick, what could go wrong? Hmm, to me, an interesting matchup. How about the Steelers at the Bengals? Steelers are generally viewed as in the end of one of the more stable franchises, but there's some turmoil in Pittsburgh. Najee Harris made some revealing comments after last week's loss to the Browns, and on Tuesday, Mike Tomlin announced that the Steelers had fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada, and it was Art Rooney II who did the firing. And that's the first time that's happened since 1941 in the Steelers organization. In 45 games with Canada since 2021, the Steelers faced to produce, failed to produce a single game with more than 400 yards of offense. The rest of the NFL produced 333 such games in that span. Just to put in perspective how bad that offense has been, it can't be all coaching, but it certainly has a lot to do with the coaching. The Bengals, meanwhile, will play out their final seven weeks without Joe Burrow, their leader, and their best player. After he suffered a season-ending wrist injury in Week 11, given how underwhelming Cincinnati's defense has been this year, I don't see much hope for the surprise playoff run with Jake Browner as the starter. I'll be honest, for the life of me, I can't pick a Steeler game right this season. If you fade me on one pick, you probably ought to do it here. I still got to go with the Steelers. Maybe a little bit of a juice. They've got to have something that can hang their hat on here. The coaching change maybe will do it. Just don't trust the Bengals. Carolina's at Tennessee. Sure feels like Frank Like will be one and done in Carolina. He took the play calling duties back from offensive coordinator Thomas Brown last week, and the Panthers totaled 187 yards of offense against the Cowboys. The Panthers have the worst record in the NFL. And the first-round pick is going to Chicago. Well, that's a slap in the face of how bad it is. Bryce Young has not played well, and he's developing bad habits. He is not being well coached, but he is also not very good. This season has just been a complete disaster. Worse, I think, than any 
in the league. It's not the Bears. It's not anybody else. It's the Carolina Panthers. They are the worst team in the league week in and week out studying them on film. And yet, they will see the Bears exercise the fruits of having the worst team in the league. The, the Titans, meanwhile, have totaled 36 points during their three-game losing streak. Last week's game against the Jaguars got away from them. Tennessee had just 38, 38 offensive plays. I don't think they're a good team. I just think they're better than Carolina. Jacksonville's at Houston. Based on efficiency per average drive last week was the Jaguars' best offensive performance with Trevor Lawrence. His average throw went 9.5 yards past the line of scrimmage, easily, easily the furthest distance Lawrence has produced in a game this season. Lawrence created outside of structure. He scrambled. He threw lasers off play action. That was the version of the Jags offense I've been looking to see. Maybe it's as simple as good health for Trevor. He's been dealing with a left knee injury. I want to see more, but that it was an encouraging performance. The Texans, meanwhile, have won three in a row by a combined 10 points. They had three turnovers on last week's win over the Cardinals. But that'll happen. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud doesn't get rattled, continues to be a joy to watch. Houston is all the way up to fourth in passing efficiency. It's a tough one to pick, but the Texans have fielded more consistent offense this season. Uh, do you trust them more, or do you trust the Jags? The Saints are at Atlanta. Big one in the NFC South. Really? Pillow fight. The Saints are five and five. The Falcons are four and six. They'll go back to Desmond Ritter as Arthur Smith attempts to find answers on an offense that ranks 25th in efficiency, sandwiched between the Bears and the Patriots. As of this writing, Derek Carr remains in concussion protocol, unclear if he's going to return for the game. Marshawn Lattimore is expected to be out at corner. Michael Thomas just landed on IR. I have no real feel for this one because depending on Ritter and Smith to come through in a big spot, it's nothing to get excited about. Look, here's the reality. If you're going to put your hard-earned money on one of these teams, you're just guessing because neither one are trustworthy. We shall see how this plays out. But I will tell you, run for the hills. Not much excitement in this game. Two bad teams, pure and simple. Tampa's at Indianapolis. At four and six, the Bucs still have a 33% chance to make the playoffs because you can win the division. They lost to the Niners last week, but the offense had some impressive stretches in the game. Keep an eye on the injury report. A lot of Tampa guys got banged up in week 11. The Colts, meanwhile, are coming off a bye, and the playoff odds are similar to Tampa's. It's a tougher division, tougher conference. I see two evenly matched teams, but the Colts are well-rested while the Bucs are coming off this physical game. Colts are the better team. Enough said. The Rams are at Arizona. Cardinals had so many chances to steal a game against the Texans last week. They were in Houston territory on three straight possessions in the fourth quarter, needing a touchdown to take the lead, but each possession ended with a turnover on downs. Their defense stinks, but the offense with Kyler Murray should keep Arizona competitive down the stretch. It's hard to figure out this Rams team. It has some stretches in which the offense looks explosive and efficient and other stretches in which it's a mess. Los Angeles overcame a fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Seahawks last week, but wide receiver Cooper Cup suffered an ankle injury. 
and the status of the game is up in the air. Still, this passing offense gets Cardinal pass defense has me probably leaning a little bit more Rams than this one. Cleveland's at Denver. Sean Payton, he's got this team playing well. The key to the Broncos' four-game winning streak is pretty simple turnovers. Since week seven, there are a plus 11 in the turnover margin. No other team is better than plus six during that span. Denver's playing conservatively on offense, capitalizing on opponents' mistakes on defense. Is it sustainable to land them a playoff spot? No, but I'll give Peyton credit for realizing what he has and finding ways to stay competitive. The Browns, meanwhile, found a way to survive last week against the Steelers. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was up and down, but he did enough on Cleveland's last drive to set up a game-winning field goal. This Browns defense is allowing just 243 yards per game, the lowest average for any defense the past 10 years. This has a feeling of an ugly, grinded-out, low-scoring game. I think I'll trust Cleveland's defense as the strength of this entire game. Kansas City's at Las Vegas. Um, I don't know how you can look at this Chiefs offense and say everything's going to be fine. they got to catch the football. They're running the football. They're playing good defense. Receivers are killing them. Mahomes is Mahomes. But making plays requires somebody to make plays at the end of his throws. Nothing's in rhythm. They still are going to be at the top or near of it in the AFC. But how good are they really? The Raiders played the Dolphins tough last week, but the offense manages 12 first downs. Given how creative this Chiefs defense coordinator, Steve Spagnola, is with his game plans, I think it's going to be a long day for Aiden O'Connell. I think the Chiefs get back on track in a big way. The Bills are at Philly. Man, are the Bills a weird team. After last week's week win over the Jets, they have a plus 104-point margin on the season, fourth best in the NFL and second in the AFC. They're fifth overall in defensive efficiency on third and third on offense. When they don't turn the ball over, they're very good. When they turn the ball over, they're very bad. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? As for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, um, and the Eagles won a game last week. The defense and the Chiefs' miscues kept a minute. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside. The Eagles are one play away from scoring, even on the night when their offense is having all kinds of issues. The Eagles are 23-2 and in Hurts' last 25 regular season starts. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a juggernaut. I think the Bills are desperate. Might be the difference in this game. And will Philly feel, be feeling themselves a little bit after that win last week? Baltimore's at Los Angeles for the Chargers, and Brandon Stanley's frustrated. And he sees he's on the way out. The only thing that saves him is a cheap ownership. He's been the Chargers coach for three seasons, and quite frankly, look at where they're ranked. The strength is the quarterback and the playmakers on offense. The weakness is the defense. With the Chiefs' loss on Monday night, the Ravens now own the number one seed in the playoffs, but they have the fourth hardest remaining schedule. That's a scenario in which the Chargers get blown out here, and we finally see them hit rock bottom. Justin Herbert's playing at a high level in recent weeks. Maybe it can be a competitive game. We'll see. The Bears and the Vikings on Monday night. The Bears lost last week. 
um, was kind of typical of a team that doesn't know how to win. Even when they play well enough to win, they find ways to lose. They kicked the field goal with 4.15 left to take a 26-14 lead against the Lions, which gave them a 98.2% win probability. Somehow let the Lions score on a 32-yard touchdown in a minute 16. Then went three and out, let the Lions score again in 204 this time. Got hit with a safety for a loss. Final score, Lions 31, Bears 26. Chicago became the first team this season to lose a game in which it had four takeaways. Four takeaways, and they lost. The good news, eh, better bet draft position. Isn't that always the case with the Bears? The Vikings lost a tough one Sunday night to the Broncos in many ways. Minnesota outplayed Denver, but they were minus three on turnovers. I like this Vikings team. How they've gotten as much out of this team as they have is impressive. They're not over good enough to overcome that kind of mistakes. In this game, though, I think they have a significant coaching advantage. Justin Fields and the Bears offense will have a tough time against Brian Flores' defense. Give me Minnesota at home to get it back on track. Folks, that's how I see week 12 in the NFL. Hope that you get a chance to um, enjoy all the games. Hope you've had a great weekend with your family. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, the stretch run of the NFL season. It's why you want to come on board with us at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our holiday savings special that we've got going on. Uh, it's the best deal in football. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. You can get a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective on the game of football. Whether it involves players, teams, coaches, teams on the college or NFL level, we got you covered at LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We'll break it all down for you over at LandryFootball.com and the Landry Football Podcast Network. Enjoy the games. See you next time, everybody.